Welcome to Empower to Grow, the podcast. I'm your host, Hanan Basha, the business doctor. Following our conversations with empowered women who woke up one day and consciously claimed, I am more than enough. I am worthy. I am empowered to grow. And along their empowering journey towards realizing their own potential and their quest for growth, they became a beacon of hope and guidance for others. May you also find your inner power to grow. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Empowered to Grow. This is your host, Hanan Elbash. Today, I have the privilege of um, interviewing Lubna Zagrum. Uh, we met over Clubhouse, so that's the many perks of Clubhouse, is running into amazing people from around the world. And um, we connected on more than one level just because of the conversations we're having and our missions that are aligned. Um, Lubna is an international certified speaker. She's an award-winning novelist. She's all about entrepreneurs, all about empowering them. And she was also a podcast host. She is a creator and co-host of the podcast Entrepreneur Sushi Club podcast, which is interesting. And we're going to delve into that deeper. Lubna, welcome to the show. And thank you for accepting my invite. Well, thank you for having me. It's great to be here, Hanan. <laughs> thank you. So I always start with this question. When I asked you to be on the podcast and I said, my podcast is called Empowered to Grow. What does that mean for you? What does that How does that resonate with you? It resonates with me in a, in a very big way because when I look back to my life up to this point, I've, I'm very fortunate to have some people, there weren't a lot of people that were mentoring me and guiding me and empowering me to step into who I am, to fully step into my strengths, to my talents and, and to show up as the person that I am instead of trying to mold me into something that they thought I should be or how I should um should show up in the world and which is something that happens re very regularly. I mean, when we grow up, we tend to follow what our parents or caregivers uh, do and model that behavior. Sometimes even they decide on, on who we want to do. If you've ever been a little girl, if you can, you can see it sometimes with a little girl, a little boy right now, and they say, don't do that. Don't be too loud. Don't be this. Don't yes. be that. Yes. Instead of letting uh, a young child be who they want to be so that they can discover the broadness of who they are and how they want to show up in the world. And for me, empowering to grow is, is showing people through stories, through leading mm -hmm. by example, uh, so that they are given permission because they yes. need to relearn that permission yeah. to really step into who they are when they are in a situation where they feel, is this all there is to my life? Yeah. Um, there has to be more. I don't, but I just don't know what that is and, and how am I going to discover it? And it's so valuable to have other people that you can see and model after and use as an inspiration to see what their journey was about. It doesn't mean that you go through the same journey as they yes. did, but you can see what the steps and decisions that they made to step into something that is bigger because they felt that inkling inside of them. There is something more. There's more to me. I'm supposed to be doing something else or something more or something bigger, whatever the sensation is for you. So yeah, it, it resonated with me tremendously. <laughs> okay. That's, that's great. I know, I know we, I knew that was going to happen and that's why I'm like, I have to interview you. So from that perspective, tell us a bit about your story and how you, whether you've empowered yourself to grow or you've been empowered to grow. 
So I'm very fortunate to have done both. So in the beginning of my life, it was more being empowered to grow. So my parents have always said, just do whatever you want to do and learn whatever you want to do. For me, that translated into um, ever since I was a little girl, I have a love of learning. Mm-hmm. And it started with books. So my mother would go with us after school once a week. We'd go to the library. I know it's almost impossible to imagine in these day and ages <laughs> because we go, we tend to go to YouTube and Google right now. Exactly. But when I was growing up, that if you wanted to do something, there was you a physical to library. People and now, we used to go to it, check out books. Physical, physical. building <laughs> filled with rows of books on a exactly. variety of topics. And we would go every week. My mother would take us and we would check out two or three books. And I would usually read them within 48 hours and then go, mom, can we go again? She was like, yeah. can we go once a week? And I, I devoured books. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really loved that. And my parents saw that in me and they saw that I did something else with it. I just didn't read it for me. Mm-hmm. What I also did was I got my siblings around me who were younger. I'm the eldest of the family yeah. uh, around me and then started sharing what I had read. That's so amazing. I taught. So I learned and I taught. I learn and yes. I teach. I learn and I teach. And that has been with me all of my life. I learn and I teach others. Yeah. And um, that that's been with me. Even I remember my parents buying me a chalkboard with chalk. I know that that ages me and I know that there are some people that might be okay. listening or watching this right now that think why is she talking about what is that well google it you can find what I'm looking for <laughs> they still exist to this day and um they bought me a chalkboard and I when I started to learn and teach when I taught I was get my siblings around me who were way too too young to understand what I was doing but for me it was the joy of doing it mm-hmm. uh, and I would write down on that chalkboard what I had learned and taught them what I had learned in those books so that that's that's how my parents empowered me they saw something that that sparks my uh, excitement my passion my joy uh, and they empowered me by buying that chalkboard my mother was going with me to the library and getting new books mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the more weeks passed the more books I would check out that I would yes. go to the maximum I think it was five books or something and I would I would check out those five books and read them within a couple of days because I loved reading so much so that is something when I fast forward to my corporate career. I was very lucky to have my very first manager was an extremely good mentor to me because he taught me the importance of what a good manager is. And he, and I still remember to this day, because when I, when he hired me to do a job, um, he said, look, your job description doesn't exist yet because we've just transitioned. We decentralized the organization and we're still in that build-up phase. So your job description doesn't exist. So go out there and and create, um, <laughs> create it. Yeah. And I was taught to, you're going to go to university or school or whatever it is for you. And uh, you'll get a job description. The adoption will tell you what you need to do. Yes. And sometimes even how you need to do it. So that was what I was conditioned to believe. So when he said your job description does not exist yet, go out and create it. I was like, but if it doesn't exist, then you need to tell me what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And he said the magical sentence, he said, look, but you're the expert. I'm just the manager. You're the one that has been taught IT. I don't know anything about IT. Mm -hmm. I hired you because you've got an expertise that I don't. My only job here as a manager is to facilitate you into providing that expertise for our our clients. 
that's that's a boss from heaven isn't it (laughs) that's a manager from heaven and at that time I thought I know he's right because I don't have an argument against what he said exactly um and I thought yeah I can't fight you on that because yes (laughs) I'm the one with the knowledge uh, even though I'm green as 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 nothing I mean I barely finished university and but what he said ring was true I didn't I didn't know how else to respond I said yeah you're right he said so go out and discover what it is so he taught me two things one a job description does matter I've never looked at a job description ever again mm-hmm. this is over 20 years ago so yeah. I did job crafting before job crafting was a thing <laughs> that's one number two he taught me what what you can expect from a manager, which is facilitating the experts in delivering their expertise. That is their sole job, facilitating us. And he even later on taught me another lesson, which was I'm here to to get the punches when something goes wrong, because then it's my responsibility, not yours. So if whenever one of our senior executives was mad, he said, I'm taking those punches, not you. So I'm in the middle between you and that other person. So uh, he he really defined how I looked at a manager ever ever since then. So he empowered me to discover what my talents are in the workplace because I had to discover, okay, what are my clients looking for? What are the senior executives looking for in the transition that they had to make? And how could I provide that with my knowledge, with my skills, with my talents? Mm -hmm. So I really went out, how can I match that between what is needed and what I can provide? I was experimenting in that moment in time and I've been experimenting ever since Mm -hmm. there isn't a challenge that I do not step into and try to so that's another way that I was empowered to do so and later on as you uh, mature in your corporate career let's use that word you start to (laughs) to, there starts a balance between other people empowering you and you empowering yourself because you've laid the foundation of okay I know who I am Mm-hmm. I know what I like. I don't want uh, what I don't like. I know what I'm good at. I don't, I know what I'm not good at. So now I can start explaining to people, okay, if you want me to provide this, this is the way that I can best provide it. This is how I thrive and flourish, but don't ask me to do it this way because I'm not good at it. So it will take me three to four times longer to do it. I can do it, but just bear in mind, don't ask me to do it in the next 24 hours because I can't, that's not part of how I show up in the world. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, and now I can say I'm in the phase of I still need other people to empower me, but it's a very small chunk. Yes. So it moves from a large chunk to a smaller chunk. Yes. I have a the next chunk is I empower myself, mm-hmm. but I've added a third chunk to, to the list, which is I empower others. Mm-hmm. So now I'm giving it back. I'm paying it forward what I've been learned. So those are a couple of examples of my journey and how empowering and em- empowerment was part of it. I love that. So now if you take kind of a go back in time and you're talking to your 18 year old self, what would you tell her? What would be the message? Keep going. So um, it's actually a really good question because in one of the very first uh, books that I co-authored, mm-hmm. I wrote a chapter consisting of a letter to my younger self. Yes. I just wrote it to my 10 year old self and not my 18 year old yeah. self. <laughs> where I shared everything that has happened to this little girl mm-hmm. uh, from she, from when she was 10 to up there to that moment that that book was published in 2018. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I don't regret anything that happened, the good, the bad, and the ugly, anything. Yeah. I've looked back because as a research for that chapter, I look back to all of my life and the highlights and the things that I remember that stuck with me. And uh, some of the advice that I wrote in that chapter were just keep going. Mm-hmm. I know that it's, uh, it, it, it's horrible. It feels horrible what you're going through right now. And you think it's the end of the world, but it's not. You're going to grow from this. You're going to use these stories, these events as inspiration for other people so that you can empower them however they are going through something you're going to be an inspiration to others because they kind of come up to you and say thank you for sharing that now I know the decision that I need to make exactly or thank you for sharing that now I feel that I have permission to step into something different because I never thought it was possible but you showed me that it it is possible Mm -hmm. so those are the things that I would share I love that Now let's take the other end of the spectrum. What would you like your 80 year old self to thank you for? Oh, my 80 year old self. So thank me for making the decisions that would make sure that when I'm lying on my deathbed and think, what would I've loved to do? And do I regret anything that I would be able to say, I don't regret anything. I've done everything that I felt compelled to do, that I felt called to do, even though the circumstances weren't the best, even though I might not know everything or might not know the right people, I still gave it a try. I still stepped into it and started that experiment to see what where it would take me knowing that I would at minimum learn something from it and it would provide me with another story to share about how you can go through life. No regrets then. <laughs> yes, because let's be honest, if you've ever read the book or Googled the five regrets of the dying, which were written by a nurse who, who did palliative care for, for people at, at a, a later age and, and asked them, is there anything that you regret? Number one is, I regret not having pursued my dreams and spend more time with the people that I care about. It's the one thing that they consistently shared. And I think it's a very powerful message. How many of us right now listening to this or watching this are thinking, I've got a dream, but I'm not taking steps towards that dream. Even if it's a micro step, even if it's right now watching a certain YouTube video because it's it's a baby step towards your dream. I'm not someone who advocates taking the big leaps if that's not you, if that doesn't resonate with you. But how many of us feel that they are called for something bigger, that they have a dream about something else? I mean, I literally this morning, because for me, it's 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 noon right now. Uh, So depending on where you are in the world, when you're watching or (laughs) listening to this, it could be morning, could be evening. Um, I interviewed a lady for my podcast. This woman is 56 years old. And the only thing that she is absolutely passionate about is becoming a professional DJ. Mm-hmm. Now, some people will, will hear that and think, oh my God, lady, you're 56 year old. You shouldn't be a DJ. How can you even consider wanting to be a DJ? But that's what she wants to do. That is what she loves doing. That's what is connected to her purpose which is making people happy through music. And for her, the form in which she does that is being a DJ, mixing yes. music, mm-hmm. hip hop, R&B, uh, Afrobeat. Those are some of her things. And she has stepped into that and said, this is what I want to do. I know other people will think I'm absolutely crazy, but that's okay because this for me is part of, if I don't do this, this might become a regret because I thought, exactly. what if? Exactly. What if I didn't have it, give it a try? What if I didn't even 
try to become one doesn't matter what where i end up with she doesn't have to be the biggest dj in the world but at least i've stepped on that journey i've taken the steps towards that journey and be able to do something that i love doing and i'll see where it takes me exactly i think it was it was it les brown or jim Rohn that said the 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 richest place on earth are the graveyards because that's where all the lost dreams are and unmet, exactly but, but expectations of life and i yeah. think that that for me has also become kind of a um kind of a mission that let me give it a shot you know why not you never know yeah yeah what's the worst thing that can happen <laughs> exactly does it work out fine now i know let's move on <laughs> yeah so you're on a stage provided you've been on stages and you're talking to tens of thousands of women and it's about being empowered to grow. What would be the lasting or the, the end message that you leave them with? Beautiful question. The last thing that I would share is, if you feel, as you are listening to me right now, as I'm standing here on this stage, if you feel that you are called for something better, something more, something bigger, whatever the word is for you. What is the very first little step that you can take towards discovering what that is and how you can implement that for you? And take that step right now, right here, as you're sitting in this chair without life happening around you. That would be my message. I love that because I told you we resonate on so many levels. <laughs> It's about the baby steps, isn't it? And it's about, uh, Dean Graziosi keeps saying, it's it's about progress. And um, it's not about perfection. It's not about the, the leaps and strides. It's about taking a step today, small steps. Yes. It could be a research, as you said, it could be a YouTube video, it could be a call, or it could be a post, whatever it is. It's just about that thing. Yeah, because let's be honest, what I've come to learn to believe is that most people think that you need confidence to take action. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to tell you, it's the other way around. Action breeds confidence. That's true. Taking a little step means that you've just told, you, told your brain, it isn't scary at all. I've just yeah. taken the, a little step. So if I can just take another little step and another little step, and sometimes a bigger step, and then back a little step, that will build your confidence through that action. Instead of trying to waiting until you can take some confidence pill and you instantly become confident because that will never happen. Exactly. Lubna, thank you for sharing your pearls of wisdom. <laughs> My absolute pleasure. <laughs> where can, I'm going to put the links anyway, but where can our listeners and viewers connect with you on uh, virtual space? Well, in the virtual space, I am on all of the major social media platforms. So what I tend to share is that wherever your playground is, whether that is LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or Clubhouse, uh, you can find me on there. So please feel free to follow me. And if you feel called to do so, please send me a message. Whether you have a question or you have any other thing that you would like to share with me, I'm, I'm very open to that. Thank you for empowering us to grow along. <laughs> and with the tools and with your energy, it's really been a pleasure. Thank you so much. My absolute pleasure. And thank you. Well, as always, as we know, being empowered to grow is a decision and it's small steps and it is incremental steps and it's action that leads to courage. Thank you for joining us. Love, abundance and prosperity to you all. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Empowered to Grow podcast. For further engagement with a tribe of empowered women, join my Facebook group, 
empowered to grow, or visit my website, www.hananelbasha.com. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, know that empowered you empowers others. Love, abundance, and prosperity to you all.